Welcome to episode three of the Deep Three Pod. It is September 19th, and we are one month away from the start of the 2021 NBA season and just two weeks away from preseason. I am joined, of course, with Nate and Mikey as we take a look at the updated MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year predictions, along with the Clippers making a huge addition to their team with their new $1.8 billion stadium. And we have... Carmelo, not at peace with not winning a championship. Will this possibly be his year? And lastly, we are going to honor um, and take a look back at the 2021 Hall of Fame induction. All right here for you guys. We are only one month away from the NBA season. Um, they are still favorites, or people have already still decided on their favorite individual season-ending awards. So we are going to go ahead and take a look at this updated MVP list and everyone's predictions. We're going to go ahead and start off with you, Nate. What are you, what are you looking at? How are you feeling about this updated list? I, I feel like Giannis is like my clear-cut favorites to win. Not because he may be the best, but more of a all the other superstars that could win it, like KD, LeBron, have stacked teams where they kind of have to let their role be diminished just a little bit so the team can strive. So I think I honestly think Giannis is like the more favorite to win just because he doesn't have as many surrounding players as these other superstars do. You feel like he's doing it on his own? I don't feel like he's doing it on his own. I just feel like he doesn't have to share the ball with Russell Westbrook or James Harden and Kyrie and Anthony Davis. It's like a whole different he's he's like for sure like the dominant player on that team. And as for like these other teams, it's kinda questionable. I mean not really questionable for the Lakers, but you know you know Russ is gonna have the ball a lot of the time. You know Anthony Davis is gonna need the ball, so they have to share it. And MVP is more of a you're you're that guy, but you also have like a high workload, which these super stacked 2021 teams don't won't really need to have the high workload like a Giannis will or a even like a Jokic or a Joel Embiid. Mike, what do you have to say to that? Yeah, uh, I like his choice, but. I, I personally think that it's going to be between either he mentioned at the end of that Joel Embiid or Luca, because to his point, Luca is basically that whole Mavs team as far as producing points and getting people involved that like he's got like one of the highest usage rates in the league. So I could see it definitely being Luca, but I, my, my prediction is probably going to be Joel Embiid. We don't know what's going to go on with Ben Simmons. And if Ben Simmons is gone, then that just means Embiid's going to probably get the ball a little more than he has been. Uh, and he's just going to be the focal point of that offense when they go down. And, and he's a great defensive player, too, so he can do it both ends of the floor. And that's why I think he, he's going to be probably getting more votes because he's going to get it done offensively and then also down low. I mean, nobody can really stop him 
on, on the offensive side. He, he's just a freak of nature. And the fact that he can shoot threes, it, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to guard Joel. So uh, that's, that's who I think is going to probably come away with it this year. Yeah, I could see Joel too. The only reason I wouldn't say Luca is because the MVP a lot of the time goes to players with or players on teams with usually like a top like four five record, and I don't think Dallas is going to be that, with the exception of like Russell Westbrook. His first season, he averaged a triple double because he averaged a triple double. You know, it's just if Dallas is say gets top three in the West. And I can see Luca getting it for sure, but I just don't see them doing that. It's kind of it's kind of like uh, back in what, 2011 when Derrick Rose won his. They had the best record in the league, and mm-hmm. we all love Derrick Rose. We all love Derrick Rose MVP season, but was he the best player that season? Like, did he have a better season than LeBron? I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, I just. I like what Luca does for the Mavs. I, I know, yeah, Russ Westbrook, I mean, he gets a triple-double, wins it that first year for average a triple-double, and then he gets a triple-double the next year, and then he's not even – I don't think he was top five in votes. So, yeah, the NBA, they really don't – for me, they're so inconsistent with the MVP award. It should go to the best player, but some most of the times it really doesn't. Uh, you know, you had James Harden who had the most, you know, points that season that he won it. And they were bounced out early in the playoffs, uh, so I don't know. I could, I could, I could just see Luca on that point, just because he's gonna, he's gonna have the ball a lot for this Mavs team because they still didn't really sign anybody big in, in free agency to help him and relieve that workload off of Luca's shoulders. So I think he's definitely got a good chance to compete for the MVP because the league. Right. It just, I feel like they're, they're. Their rule, not the rules, but their uh, their expert. I don't know their voting system of how they vote yeah. the MVP. Yeah, it, it changes every year because like uh, they don't want to give it to LeBron anymore, and he's had some seasons where he definitely should have been the MVP, but then they give it to a guy who just had good s- stats, you know. And uh, Isn't like you like said, that, Russell like, Westbrook. Yeah, it's like that all the time. Like, could you imagine if they actually gave it to the best player? how many fewer players would have gotten MVP? Like, Jordan probably right. would have reigned them his whole career with it. LeBron would have got a lot of his career with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be so many fewer people if they actually were consistent with who was the best player and not just who statistically had the best season or, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. It would be nice if they skills. came out with, like, a – like, a – I don't know, like, a list of – you know, criteria. That's what that's the mm-hmm. word I was trying to get. The criteria changes every year for the MVP. But yeah, if they can like give us like how they base the voting on, what do they look at and what do they want to see? Then it would make more sense when they do vote some of these guys in there. Cause last year, yeah, Jokic, I mean, he definitely played like an MVP. I wasn't even mad at that. He had he was just great and the Nuggets were winning. Even when Jamal Murray went out, they were still winning in the regular season. I know they didn't make it uh, you know, to the conference finals, like they probably should have with an MVP on your team, but I, it's just, yeah, it changes. He's a big man finally getting an MVP, and that's why I think MB this year is probably going to be jumping out up top for that one. Yeah, for sure. 
So you guys are saying based over if it could be skill based or stat based, who would you guys have? If we're looking at stats, your MVP, if you're looking at skill, like you said, Nate, strictly off of the best player. If we're looking at just stats, probably Luca. I even just stats. But best player, it's that see, that's tough because like LeBron is still cold. I might have to get an edge to KD right now. I yeah, I was gonna say KD. But that's the thing too. Like, can KD stay healthy? Because uh, yeah, he he would be the runaway MVP almost every year too. It's just he can't stay on the court long enough. And that's what LeBron's whole deal was last year. He couldn't stay on the court long enough because he was putting again another MVP season at one point. And uh, geez, these players just the older they get, can't stay healthy. Uh, I, I would go talent that's been able to avoid injuries and for be out for an extended period of time. I would, yeah, definitely go Giannis or Joel Embiid ever since he's finally gotten healthy again. Because uh, those those two are just unstoppable when they play. Just like the other guys, you know, they're unstoppable as well. But these guys can consistently stay on the floor for their teams and, and play, you know, 65, 70 games. Isn't so it what crazy makes how, go ahead, go ahead, Nate. I, I just I feel like it's crazy. I know like science is advanced and stuff, but like I don't know if I want to say like soft food word because protect uh, your body because that's protecting your money. But I just feel like guys take unnecessary games off now. Like I feel like you look back in like the two thousands, like nineties, like anywhere before that is like even if you like if you were hurt, but if you were injured, you didn't play. But if you were just like banged up a little bit it's like no I'm gonna go out there but now it's just like let's just sit because for whatever reason but that's just not my thing I, I don't like it like 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 you go out there and play like if you're hurt play if you're injured and it's for real you take some time off but if you just banged up a little bit go play see I I agree with you to a point. Like it is frustrating, like when these primetime games come on and you want to see stars on the floor, and you know some stars are doing that load management and taking time off. But for me, I'm okay with it because I'd rather see the stars healthy in the playoffs when it really matters. The NBA season's long; it's 81 or 82 games. Uh, it's just like the baseball season, right? Like you're not you don't get anybody playing like Cal Ripken anymore, like 3,000 straight games. Uh, so I, I like them taking it because I'd rather have them healthy for the playoffs. So if they got to take a night off if they're not feeling right or if they're banged up, let them get 100% healthy and go out there. So that way, come playoffs, we get the best playoff matchups there is. Uh, and last year, we didn't get that because a lot of guys got hurt. And I know most of them got hurt in the playoffs, but just the fact that coming in, they were healthy because they – didn't risk injury on some of these games that they didn't need to play. Um, like I, to me, the NFL is the only sport. If you're banged up, you're playing because it's such a short season. You only got 17 games now and every, every game matters. Whereas basketball, you could drop one on a Wednesday night when nobody's really watching. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, I'd rather have these guys there for the playoffs and, and make it competitive when it really matters, when everybody's watching. I don't know in like the last like three years in the league, it's like every like everybody in the superstars specifically are like I feel like they're hurt, especially in like playoff time. 
like like we, we I think we talked about on the last podcast or maybe the one before that we were talking about how like the Raptors won a championship, the Bucks won a championship, but would they win those championships if everybody was completely healthy? Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I just I, I don't remember a time in league history really that so many superstars have been going Had down or or on the brink of superstar people like I just I've never seen that many people get hurt like that in, as in recent years. And I've never really seen as many like knee injuries as I have in like the last 10 years. Like I haven't even heard of those a lot before. Mm-hmm. Like they were there obviously, but I feel like they're a lot less common. I don't know the science behind it, but shoot, I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, right, definitely. So it's like an ankle or something. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a whole, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. It's like every definitely was a different. ACL. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Definitely was a different grit in with 90s and 2000 basketball. I feel like a lot of other things do contribute, like even like with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Kyrie was saying that he took a break for his mental health. So I feel like all of that, do I think they soak some of these injuries? Absolutely. And, you know, they kind of baby it more than what it is. But yeah. I definitely do think people obviously want to see their players stronger in the playoffs and all that, because if they're not, then it's just like, then that frustration comes in for the player. Like you're not playing up to par, but it's like, you know, they were injured. They know they were injured, but you still want them out on the, on the court. So it's just dealing with that. I I think Kobe said one time, I think it was in like an interview or something. He was talking about playing through injuries and stuff. And he was talking about like, what if there's that one kid in the crowd that doesn't really have nothing? This is the only game he come see, you know, and he yeah. wants to see, he wants to see the LeBron or something like that, but he wants to take a little bit of time off just because. I mean, that is beyond the game, though. Like, don't get me wrong, it is beyond the game. But the game has definitely evolved to more than just a game now. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, but. I don't know. I'm not an NBA player. I wish I was. Love NBA <laughs> money right now. Yeah, NBA money. Crazy. No. Uh, you Speaking got guys. Of... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Speaking of new NBA money, our rookies, the rookie of the year. Um, a lot of different predictions. I've actually heard pretty much like everyone has, I feel like, has said something different for who they believe is going to be their rookie of the year. I'm interested to see here what you guys what you guys think? Who is walking away with this rookie of the year? Nate. Yeah, Nate, you, you, My... you pick it up. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. Well, I could say like a Cunningham probably, but I, I. I just like I feel like we throw up this year. I don't feel like it's like one person that's clear and far out better than everybody else, like we've seen in previous years. So. I couldn't even give you. I couldn't even give you nothing on that. I, I honestly want to see who rises to the occasion and who mm-hmm. not built for it. You know. What I you feel like, like, yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna be like one of these top picks. Uh, for sure. like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna be one of these guys. I think it's gonna be somebody who went to a good team. Uh, I know Jalen Suggs is like one of the favorites. Obviously, Cunningham Green, uh, but. I'm going to watch out for Jonathan Kaminga with the Warriors because I feel like the Warriors are going to be back on top this year. 
And as long as he's producing for them and, and, and playing well, and I don't know if he'll eventually start or not, but if he could, if he does get in that starting role, I think they're going to be pretty damn good. And if he's contributing and, and playing really well, I think he's going to have a good chance. Uh, and then, uh, because it was kind of like uh, who last year, I know he barely got playing time because Thibodeau doesn't really like playing young guys. But who was it uh, for the Knicks? Their rookie quickly. Was he rookie? Yeah, was, was yeah, he quickly? yeah, yeah. So like he he was playing really well, and they were winning games. Um, and anytime he was on the floor, he he was helping them out. So I don't know. I think it could go to somebody like that uh, who's been pl- playing on a. Well, like a role, you know, backup type role on a championship caliber team. So I'm I'm watching out for that. Yeah, definitely, it's going to be an interesting selection. I feel like I'm more so. I don't know why I just always have been leaning towards Jalen Green, even with the um, draft surprise. He didn't go number one. He said himself. Um, being snubbed at number one spot just really like you know rubbed him the wrong way I definitely think he's gonna show he has been showing even um, what was it summer league and Houston definitely showing his skill and his talent so I do think that for me that's definitely who I would like to see snap uh, rookie of the year okay yeah I can see that for sure let's see on to our next list we have defensive Defensive player of the year. Who do you have, Mike, for that? Yeah, I think it's just going to keep going to Rudy Gobert uh, unless, you know, MB could step it up on the defensive end. Uh, but I just don't see another guy because, I mean, that's basically all Gobert is, is a dominant defensive force. You said indeed? I, he could possibly challenge Gobert for it, but. I think it's what do you gonna... think is missing? What do you think is missing for B two? I just think he's, he's not a hundred percent focused on the defensive end, even though he's one of the best two way to uh, two way players. I just think because Gobert, his main, like that's that's all he's got. Like he, he's good down low offensively, but that's it. Like he, he's not a, a three point shooter. He can't like sit there and. You know, back it down, hit a hit a fade and and stuff like that. He he's all rim, but his rim protection is obviously the best because of his height, and that's all he has to do there in Utah. Everybody else, they got the shooters all around, and he he just that's he just can sit down there and and play defense. So, um, I, I just I think it's gonna keep going to this kid uh, until somebody else, you know, can match matches, you know, stat line and all that. Yeah, I know. I, I think it's a. Uh, or you go ahead, Alexis. No, go ahead, Nate. I think. I, yeah, I think Rudy is gonna keep winning it until the NBA gets tired of giving it to him. Right. Like it's like that's what he does. And Joel and B could, but I don't know. They I, they don't build two way superstars like they used to. It's there's more of a offense first type thing. Where like you know you could go like a little bit back in the day is like a Kobe or Jordan that would play both sides. They they scored thirty six and lock up your best player if they wanted to. Right. You know. Now it's more of 
like well defense is a lot harder now too but it is more of a like let me focus on offense a little bit more and not as much defense because realistically there's plenty of these superstars that could be shut down defensive players like LeBron if you really want to shut most people down KD could shut a whole bunch of people down it's more of an effort thing you know kind of like James Harden like he he isn't a bad defensive player right but if you go back like four years he was lazy as hell on defense oh man and it's never that he was a bad defensive player but he just never played defense (laughs) yeah yeah it's like it's like rebound it's like it's more of a wanted than a skill I mean, it's a skill too. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it's more of a wanted. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I think Rudy Gobert is gonna keep getting it for the foreseeable future. What do you think, Alexis? I know Ben Simmons finished second to um, Gobert last, uh, the last defensive player of the year. Do you guys see him coming close to that this year? Given all his, in, given all his situation and his the talk about his trade and that potentially derailing the 76 do you feel like he would finish close to Rudy again see it all depends on where he goes if he gets traded because I think wherever he goes he's gonna I think contribute a little more on offense uh, than he has here in in Philly so Mm -hmm. I don't think he's gonna be I just I, I, like I said, it just depends on what team he goes to. Because if he goes to a team that's already got some solid defensive players, he, he might not have to play as elite defense, you know, as he has. Uh, but yeah, I, I, he's definitely got a shot, and that's why I'm hoping that Golden State could pull off a trade. I would love to see him in Golden State. I'm I'm still on that. I hope they somehow figure out some pieces and, and can get Simmons. And that would be a nasty defensive team. I know they still got Curry, but, you know, him, Clay, uh, Weissman in his second year, if he could come along a little bit more, uh, I think that would be a dominant team. But who knows? Yeah. Who would you – go ahead, Nate. I don't think – I don't think he's going to – well, like, this is the whole thing is when is he going to play this season? Like, when is he going to get out of Philly to play basketball? Right. Because we keep getting closer and closer to the season. We would have passed draft night. We went through free agents. Like, we went through all this stuff. And it's like a waiting game. Is he going to miss half the season? Is he going to miss 20 games because he's not going to play in Philadelphia? Or will he, will he end up playing in Philadelphia? You know? I mean, it, I could see it going until the trade deadline. If he's – you know, if teams see that he he's shooting threes and actually hitting some and, and playing a lot better offensively, I think so many teams are going to be interested and give up more for him. So I'm expecting him to come out and lighten it up early in the season. And then by, by the trade deadline, he might get dealt if Philly still wants to deal him at that point. But I think he him and uh, – is Rich Paul his – I think Rich Paul's his agent, isn't he? I think they came I out and said say, he, I want to say he is uh, for Ben Simmons. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I, I think, think yeah, because I think they said that yeah, well, let's let's seek out a trade and get him out of Philly. Um, 
So that's going to be a good, like, interesting storyline to watch throughout the season to see if, if and when uh, Ben Simmons gets dealt. I mean, because, yeah, we're literally exactly two weeks away from tip-off. So, you know, if it doesn't happen before then, I think we got trade uh, like trade deadline is going to be where it's at. See, I, I, think- think he shut, I think he shuts it down. I don't even think he plays in Philadelphia anyway. I don't think he's going to play another minute, minute in a Philadelphia uniform. I think especially – uh, especially with, like, okay, say he does play, right, and he's trying to leave. He, he's came out and said he wants to leave Philadelphia, right, like he doesn't even – then it's like, what, what, is, what do you gain from playing? Well, to show people that you worked on your, you know, long-range game – I feel like he's got to play because you got right in the gym, as he said, to work on his shooting in the off season, and you, you got to play to see if what you worked on helped. Because if these teams don't see that, and you're just going to be an elite defensive player, then only that limits the teams that are going to be interested and want you, and they might not find a trade partner if that's the case, right. or, or they're not going to get an overhaul like probably they can get for Ben Simmons, who I think they can get a lot for. Uh, so I think right. he has to play to prove himself. I think, see, and I think, like, it's like a basketball player is like a competitor. That would be a reason I would want to play. But, like, if I'm Ben Simmons, like, strategically, I'm sitting because, I like, he has to know what he works on. He has to believe in himself. That's, like, first and foremost for his basketball skills. But second – if I go out there and I'm hooping for real and I do get traded and, I, and I'm shooting jump shots and I do get traded, they're going to send way more stuff to Philadelphia for him, right? So, like, if I'm Ben Simmons, I'm like, damn, maybe let me just shut it down and when I do get traded, I'll get traded for less. Maybe we'll have some more good players on that team with some more draft picks to build around instead of sending all that stuff to Philadelphia for me when I, you know like strategically but as a competitor i'll be like damn let me go out there and hit some threes real quick shoot shoot a free throw yeah because that's what i want to see from simmons i want him first touch he gets in the, in the regular season to be a three-point shot i just want to see him take that just to see if his confidence is there see if he, he can you know start trusting himself with that shot and let's see how he does it at the free throw line too because i you know the playoffs was the story he it's terrible, and it, it, it cost him some some games. So, yeah, I want him to come out like, all right, uh, you know, I, I did the work, and I'm here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do this thing this year. Right. Do you guys really feel like that's going to be his attitude going into the season, though? I know Embiid made, made it clear, so. like, it's good. Or there's no tension between us, but do you really feel like he is going to – do what he needs to do, or like Nate said, take that time, preserve your energy. I'm not going to give it all to. Um, I just got a blank with that team. Sixers? With the 76ers, I'm not going to give you all that energy because, you know, at the end, I really don't want to be here. Do you feel like it's time for the 76ers to part ways and not have that, not distraction on that team, but that kind of energy, just knowing it's different when you know a player doesn't really want to be on the team or he truly would like to be somebody somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I hope he comes out with that energy, like, hey, yeah, I, I just want to prove myself. But I don't know. Ben Simmons, for where he was drafted, all the hype, 
like I just felt like he he should uh he should hit have hit his peak and be in his peak right now. And yeah, I don't know yeah. if he's that serious like about basketball to become like one of the greatest because he definitely had the potential to be. I just don't know if he, he like puts in that work. I know this season to save face, he got in the gym and said he was going to work on his, on his shot and his free throws. So I just don't know if he, he it took him this long to start working on that. So I don't know if he, he's really that serious. Like one of the, like LeBron who who's a gym head, like he's a gym rat always in there doing his thing and working out and trying to get better. Even this stages of his career, you know, you got Luca who, who gets better every year. Uh, you got all these guys like Giannis from when he came to the league to now. Like you got guys who are serious about playing basketball and get better year in and year out. And Simmons, it like feels like he already plateaued offensively. And I just I want to see him take this shit serious and get get up there as, as a top ten player, top fifteen player in in this league. Yeah, he yeah, definitely. it's like you 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 really separate the players who love the game versus the players that are just there. Because it's easy to get, get content when you're making $25 million a year. You know? It's mm-hmm. like, like just like like running backs. Like, Zeke got paid, and then Zeke kind of fell off. It's easy to just get complacent when you literally have damn near everything right there in your fingertips. You can go, you can go anywhere you want. You can go have fun, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But to stay focused on the game still after you got paid, you know, is like – I'm not even just saying, like, get paid, like, max contracts, get paid. Like, bro, people would dream to make an NBA minimum. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like – it's like you really do have to love the game to keep working on your game, as, like, as much as you should be after you get to the league, after you start getting that NBA money. So I think this season is a season you'll really be able to tell if, if he fucks with basketball like that or. Mm-hmm. And already they were saying he was, they didn't even know if he was going to be showing up to camp. So it's like you right. kind of are already setting that like up for your teammates or everyone else that like you really could care less. Right. At least with them. Like if you care about basketball, you do anything to play, even if you're up, upset and not happy in, in your current situation. Like you still show up to work. You're still yeah. out there to perform to your best. And yeah, when players that don't show up, unless it's like a contract dispute where, you know, that they, they deserve their money and they should have got paid and the team needs to like do it now. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think if he doesn't show up, then that's sending a message like, yeah, he, he's not really all in like he should be. Right, like yeah. from a competitive standpoint, bro. It's like I don't know. He is so it's hard with being an NBA too, right? Because the whole world is looking at him, like the whole world is scrutinizing him. And it's like, does he want to come back for that from that, or is he just gonna sit in the shadows? Because mm-hmm. this stuff goes like way back. Like even high school players now, say somebody does some cluck stuff in the game, right? I don't. I guess depend on what school you went to, but like my school, if we get to the lunch table after you did some stupid stuff in the game, <laughs> they're on your head. They're letting you and know. Yeah, like you gotta let them mag- know. And then in the NBA is magnified by a million. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how competitive he is and how much he cares this season. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's gonna be interesting to see his um his uh his game, see how he plays. One person though for sure that is definitely willing to lay it all on the line and said himself he is not at peace with not winning a championship. Um, and it is time is Carmelo Anthony. Obviously, we all know he was recently recently traded over to the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you guys feel, because I know this was a conversation um, that I've heard people talking about, or and he said himself that the Lakers are the most knowledgeable team in the NBA, NBA right now with, compared to all other teams combined. Do you guys feel that this year the Lakers are probably going into the season with the mindset of wisdom over age? I know a lot of people clown the Lakers, mm-hmm. saying it's a team full of old people, but does their wisdom kind of make up for their age and them being an older team? How do you feel, Mike? I, I just, you got to be able to keep up with these younger teams. I get it. You might be able to outsmart them, but uh, Lakers have been an older team the past couple of seasons. Yeah, they got the championship and AD got hurt last year. And that's basically part of the reason why they couldn't beat the Suns. But you just, you got to have some young talent around you. you. You can't just try and outsmart teams because all these teams, no matter how old, like if they're coached, well, they're going to be smart. And I, I, I just think with Carmelo, he, he's shown, you know, ever since he got out of New York, even the tail end of New York, he, he just doesn't have it anymore. He, he's a bench guy. Like that's all he is a bench <laughs> scorer in my eyes. So you know, he can have this new mindset and change his perspective and his way of thinking now that he's with the Lakers that are now his championship or bust now in my career when I was satisfied not winning one, which is, again, he's not one of those guys that, to me, cared that much about the game. All he cared about was getting his. He never won a championship, never really went far in the playoffs with the Knicks. He was brought over. They underachieved tremendously and then everywhere he went he's just been bouncing around the league because that's just who he is he's not gonna contribute to a championship team uh and he got lucky that he finally got to sign with LeBron but I still don't I'm not that high on the Lakers this year and I'm a Lakers fan I just I don't see this working out for them in the in the long run because they are old they got a lot of tread on those tires and it's just injuries pile up when you get older because you're just your body isn't as you know loose loose it just isn't (laughs) so i i I, he could have this new perspective but i just don't think it's gonna matter for him at this point he should have had that perspective five years ago right (laughs) he's kind of late for that i mean the lakers are the coldest retirement home in the united states <laughs> you know, they're not they're not gonna keep up with these young kids. I'm sorry, and uh, they should have traded away. They, I would much rather have seen them get Buddy Hield than Russell Westbrook. Yep, and they decide to go with the superstar name instead of the player that would actually I think contribute more to the team, and the dude that has a burn ball like he's gonna shoot threes for real. You know, man, they and, should, uh, they should like, put a bro. damn ankle or a shot collar on him. And anytime he sets past that right. point line, shock him so that way right. he doesn't shoot. <laughs> Russ is just I, – I just don't – I could you imagine playing on a basketball team with Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony? 
And Rondo. Yeah, I couldn't do it. And Rondo, first of all, I, I don't see them all getting along. I, I yeah. see LeBron trying to make it work, but I just, especially Rondo and Russ, it's two hotheads. It's exactly what it is. Let them get into it one time. It's going to fuck all the chemistry up if they're on the court together. It, and, like, they just, I don't see, I don't even see, like, I, I know we made our predictions before, but the more I, like, think about it, the more I'm, like, thinking about who these players are. I don't even know if they make right. it to the conference finals. Like, they should make it to the conference finals, but I definitely don't see them making it to the NBA finals. Just especially, like Mikey said, when you get older, injuries add up. And uh, it's, it's a lot of injury history on that team, especially in recent years. Right. And then with AD, if he gets hurt and he goes out, like, where's their defense going to come from? Like, LeBron's got a little defensive left in him, but, like, all your defense is on your bench. Like, Rondo, Ariza, uh, I think Taylor Horton Tucker, he, he, he could play – he could be up too. Um, I just don't know outside of AD where their defense is going to come in because they're going to have to score a lot of points in a lot of these games, I feel like, with mm-hmm. the roster they have. And they're just not – a well-put-together team – and we've all agreed on that. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm i with you. I don't, I, it's going to be tough to go to the conference finals with this squad, even if all healthy going into the playoffs. Right. As far as point guards, we have LeBron James, Rondo, and we have Westbrook. Who do you guys feel will be having the ball? Um, given chemistry, Eagles included in this, how do you feel like it would work for the Lakers? I know Westbrook in Houston, he was kind of willing it seemed like to, you know, play different positions mm-hmm. um, for the team. Do you feel like he is going to have that same attitude I'll, in L.A.? I, I feel like that's why LeBron's been working on his three-point shot a little more this offseason. I think he's going to let Russ bring it up because Russ could at least drive and kick it out to LeBron, and LeBron can, you know, has a better shot at making that three-point shot. Whereas LeBron, he drives in, and if he kicks it out to an open Westbrook, you're you're holding your breath and hoping he hits that shot, and I I, I just feel like yeah with Russ, you got to let him bring it up and, and be able to drive and, and and pass it out over LeBron because Westbrook you just can't trust him on that three point shot. He's one of the w- league's worst uh, and high volume three point shooter at that. Right, and he will it, shoot it. He will shoot it. It's uh, him and Marcus Smart are like the ones that you don't want shooting threes and these guys take, you know, half the threes in the damn game. It feels like, so um, he, he gets hot in some games. I get it. Like Russell, he, he, he does hit shots in some games. Like he hit a couple big three pointers in the playoffs last year, but on a night and night basis, I mean, you can't, you don't know what you're going to get from him behind the three point line. So uh, I, I think he, he's got to be the one to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, I so, see LeBron sitting back and let him do that too. Yeah, it would be terrible off ball. You said who would be terrible on the ball? Right, off ball, Russ would be terrible. He mess all the spacing up. At least, like, at least when he has the ball, like you gotta go, you try to stay in front of him. That's the only thing with him. But if you could stay in front of him, you good. Off ball is like the defense. I feel like the defense is sag off so far and just helping the paint. Or help on whoever's driving. So yeah, I think Russell bring the ball up. LeBron will just kind of sit back and let him do his thing. 
Yeah, it was reported that um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis will reportedly stride over to um, the four and five, and Westbrook would be listed as the point guard to start. Do you feel like this is gonna these position changes will help them win that title? <laughs> Not at all. I don't. I like. I don't think LeBron is a four. First of all, and Anthony Davis, I feel like is more comfortable playing four than a five. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's gonna help him. I think they're just trying shit to get point. But well, I mean, like like we said in the earlier podcast, the, the team just came together. They're not gonna just click right away, and everything's gonna be going. So I think they're gonna have to just mess around with a few different lineups, a few different types of basketball, and see which one fits them best, and then go go from there. But I don't think that LeBron at the four and AD at the five is gonna be good. Yeah, that's that's my expectation too. I, I think we we talked about this in the last pod. Uh, I think it's going to take them, you know, the first half of the season is going to be them figuring out, you know, what rotations work best and they're going to switch guys around. I don't, I agree. I like AD at the five just scares me because him going up against other big men, it just leaves more room for him to get hurt uh, for the, with, you know, bump, going down and, and bumping against the biggest boys down there. Uh, and then, you know, they, again, they, you know, they signed DeAndre Jordan, Dwight, Dwight Howard. Howard. So, you know, th- those guys you want down there. But I, I you know, those guys passed their prime too. It, it's just, it, it, it's going to be a weird dynamic for them figuring out. I just, I wish a couple of years ago, I know they won the championship with Frank Vogel, but I thought they should have went a different route with coaching uh, to bring somebody in there that really can play the matchups and, know how to rotate these guys and and make these guys gel and, and you know put the best lineup out there but yeah I think it, it's going to be a rough figuring it out the first half of the season yeah yeah for sure now these reports came from which Paul um where I guess he was telling agents at the Chicago combine um just late of June before Westbrook got signed in late July so him being his close ties with LeBron probably already knew definitely um, that Westbrook was coming over to the Lakers. If LeBron and AD are starting at the four and the five, do you think they can rebound the way they need to rebound at the highest level? Mm, it depends on who they play. Okay. Honestly, because the league is more of a, like a smaller, fast paced, type thing you know like they're not you're not going to have all these David Robinson Tim Duncan's out there you know so I I think for some teams they'll be able to rebound but for some it's kind of like you don't really know and rebounding is another effort thing too boxing out all that stuff is effort and these guys are old as hell so (laughs) how much effort they put through Right. I mean, you got some of the best rebounders on this team. I mean, LeBron, he can go for a triple-double. AD, Dwight Howard, and what Russ, who's, you know, been able to get double-digit rebounds in his career for a whole season. But I, uh, that's definitely going to change, I feel, for Russ Westbrook. He ain't going to be getting these easy-ass rebounds where his, his teammates literally just watch the ball and let him get it so that way he can start the break. Uh, you know, because LeBron, that, like, that's what they do for LeBron. They, they just give him these, you know, easy-ass one, two, three 
rebounds a game that are just like, all right, you take it. So uh, I think on, on the, you know, four and five position, definitely going to rebound the ball. But yeah, I, that, that's why I thought that Drummond would have worked for them because Drummond was coming up with some big offensive rebounds in some games, but I don't know why they just didn't play him enough. Uh, that's why, I, you know, I feel bad for Drummond going different team, different team year in and year out because it's just his position and his style of play. It's just not how the league is anymore. Yeah. It's just not that old school back to the basket. I'll get you some boards, you know, be a rim protector and, and, and dominate down low. It's just, it's not like that. You know, you need to be able to spread the floor and, you know, be able to shoot that three point ball or at least the mid range game for a big guy. And, and that's just not his game. So um, it's going to be, I don't know, it's just going to be a roller coaster type season for these guys, I feel like. Yeah, definitely excited to see the chemistry on this team, um, see how they do figure it out, who's going to be doing what as far as positions. Um, definitely going to be the team that um, people are going to be watching very closely. Oh, yeah. All right, and to wrap things up, we cannot go without mentioning the Hall of Fame induction that did just happen um, last week. This was four months after the pandemic delayed the induction of the class of 2020. Um, that included Kobe Bryant. So the Hall community gathered to enshrine 16 new members um, for the 2021 class, which has been the largest class. Who have you guys been, or who were you guys excited to see be inducted into the Hall of Fame? Um, let's see. Well, we okay. Paul Pierce, Ben Wallace. Paul Pierce. <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> uh, I like, I like Tony Kukoc. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know. I, you know, okay. Like every year, the Hall of Fame, the best players are in the Hall of Fame already, you know? except for the people that are, like, their first year eligible for it. So it's kind of like some of them are right, and some of them are like, why is he in the Hall of Fame? Like, Chris Bosh was a really good player. and mm -hmm. But was he, was he really, like, a Hall of Fame player? I don't know. It's Who would like, have taken like a spot for you? I don't – see, that's my thing is I feel like every year they have to put people in. Yeah. So some people – that are in shouldn't be in mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna lie to you I don't know who Clarence Fats Jenkins is I really don't <laughs> <laughs> like, <Who are> <laughs> it's just I, I don't know Paul Pierce is another player that's like is he really Hall of Fame though he like was Andrew. a really good player but is he is he really Hall of Fame I, don't I know. think Paul Pierce is a Hall of Famer. I mean, he, he was so good for the Celtics for so long. And like he, he's one of that franchise's best players. You know, he got it done in big moments. He was clutch. I, I like him. And he and he played defense too. Like he was a good two-way player. So I think Paul Pierce definitely deserves to be in there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's a little biased. He's my he's he my least favorite on the like Celtics championship run team. <laughs> Out of like the starters outside of Kendrick Perkins, but I, de I was uh, I definitely K uh, Kevin Garnett. That was my dude on that team. But yeah. I like yeah. uh, sh shoot Jay Wright, Yolanda Griffith. Yeah, Yolanda. Definitely. I do like I do like 
especially more, I want to say more recently, more than just like the players are getting attention. It's more, a lot of more women because a WNBA and international women's basketball is a huge thing too. They're getting more recognition. And I think they do deserve more recognition, especially by these people out here that just think that women's basketball is like the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, these girls will these girls will fuck regular people up easily. Literally, like, eat you up easily. on the court. <laughs> easily, <laughs> literally leaving no crumbs. Yeah, I know. Like, I remember like being in high school and everybody would talk about <laughs> women's basketball and how they could definitely take them and all that stuff. I'm like, bro, first of all, most of these girls are probably taller than y'all. Let's just get that out the way. They can shoot better than y'all. They're better skilled basketball than y'all. They just look, they're more fundamental than the guys are. And it may not be as fun to watch, but trust me, they could. So we get to see them get more recognition. Like Lauren Jackson got put into the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. So. Absolutely. The athleticism does not, um, there's no joke for these women Mm -hmm. in the league. How about you, Mike? What is your, who are you uh, most excited to see uh, be inducted this year? Uh, I don't even know, honestly. Uh, um, I mean, I, I, I was happy to see Paul Pierce because what happened with him and ESPN, him getting fired and all that with uh, <laughs> that video. <laughs> that, that he didn't viral. mean to. <laughs> I know that that, that was, was such kinda, an accident, Ugh. right? But you know, I, I like that he, he doesn't even care. But um, yeah. I think Chris Webber got it right. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely. He, I loved watching him when I first started watching basketball. He, he was one of the players that, uh, like, I just loved watching. I loved Chris C. Webb. So probably he he's he's definitely. Now that I think about it, the one that I'm most excited for. Yeah, definitely. For me, definitely. Oh, ben Wallace. Yeah, I was just about to yeah, say. Ben Wallace, yeah. That my, that, can't forget about Wallace. That, that, that completely skipped. That was my favorite. I changed my stuff. Skip Tony <laughs> coach. Ben Wallace. That's my dude right yeah. there. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that was a good induction. Um, glad that they were able to get that underway due to the pandemic had to be pushed back. But that is all for us today on Deep Three Pod. Um, We will see you soon. We have the NBA season coming up. Uh, So we'll get you guys back with more news. DA got that dope.